हरिओम वी हैव कंप्लीटेड फोर्टीन चैप्टर्स एंड नाउ इन दिस फिफ्टीन चैप्टर भगवान गिव्स द समरी ऑफ द एंटायर टीचिंग नॉट ओनली ऑफ द भगवद गीता बट ऑल्सो ऑफ द एंटायर वेद therefore this uh, chapter itself is called shastra idam guhyatamam shastram at the end of the chapter there is the shloka wherein bhagwan says this is guhyatamam shastram it is the most secret science that way the entire bhagavad gita is uh, shastra but this 15 chapter is given a special uh, Uh, importance that it is also a shastra in our ashrams and uh, many places this uh, chapter is regularly chanted especially before we take our meals lunch and dinner we chant this chapter because this chapter as i said is the essence of the upanishads the bhagavad gita and also the entire veda so knowing this chapter we know everything in fact bhagwan says one who knows this is the knower of the vedas we have seen in the previous uh, chapters the nature of self is revealed and in the superficial way when we look at ourselves we seem to feel that i am limited by this uh, body mind intellect but when we go to the very depth of our own self we come to recognize that i the self is is all pervading and it is what is indicated in the scripture as brahma so this identity of the self and brahma is revealed in all these chapters of bhagavad gita bhagwan gives various examples and in various ways he reveals the same truth so we saw that every chapter has got his own speciality so in this particular chapter bhagwan reveals the nature of that supreme self by taking the help or through the description of the world from the known the unknown is indicated so known we can understand we can pay attention to it from that the unknown is indicated so the entire world is uh, depicted as a as a tree and the root of this world which is upwards is indicated as the supreme reality and also in this chapter bhagwan talks about the various qualification required to recognize the self he mentions about the the relationship 
between the Jiva and Ishvara. Also it talks about uh, rebirth. If one doesn't recognize the self, one undergoes uh, birth again and again. And Bhagwan uh, finally reveals his own uh, nature as that Purushottama. So in just uh, 20 verses, this uh, chapter conveys the essence of all the scriptures. So let us uh, begin by chanting the first verse. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha Atha Panchadashodhyayaha Shri Bhagavan Vacha Urdva Moolamadhashakham Ashvatham Prahuravyayam Chandansiyasya Parnani Yastam Vedasa Vedavita Urdva Moolamadhashakham Ashvatham Prahuravyayam Chandansi Yasya Parnani Yastam Vedasa Vedavita Shri Bhagavan Vacha So in the previous chapter Bhagavan had talked about the Gunati Tapurusha and he had also given the entire uh, uh, teaching of, of the scriptures now by him, his, without even waiting for Arjuna to ask question, Bhagwan gives the essence here. He describes the, a tree, a very strange tree Bhagwan describes. He says that Prahuhu, that it is said that there is one tree, Ashwatham, Ashwatha tree is there. Ashwatham is the people tree. Hmm? Ashwatta tree, and this is avvayam, it is eternal, indestructible tree is there. And what is so special about this tree? It's urdhva moolam, it has got roots above, the roots of the tree are above. Generally trees, the roots are down, but here this tree has got roots above, and adashagham and all the branches, trunk and branches are below. Chandam yasya parnani and the leaves of this tree are the chandamsi, are the Vedas. Chandamsi are the Vedas, are the leaves of this tree. And Bhagwan says, yastam veda, one who knows this tree along with its root, one who knows this tree, Savedavita, that person is the knower of the Vedas. Vedas are the, the eternal knowledge. It is the complete knowledge of the supreme reality as well as 
the expression of that supreme. So knowing Veda means knowing everything. Bhagavan says to know Veda is to know this tree along with its root. So what is this tree? This tree what Bhagavan is talking about is this entire cosmos. This entire universe is depicted here as a tree. Universe is not only what we see here, but all the various lokas also. There are many, many different worlds are there. <clears throat> so there are various uh, worlds are there. And uh, all these worlds are also depicted by this tree. So before we even understand the world, or as described here, we have to imagine and understand a tree, especially a people tree. Here Bhagwan has mentioned particularly a people tree, not an arm or not a mango. I mean, sorry, mango and arm is same, <laughs> but a people tree. What is so special about it? One is the name of that tree. It is called Ashvatha. See, every name in Sanskrit has got a meaning hidden in it. So when it is said Ashvatha, Shwa means tomorrow. Ashwa means not tomorrow. Stha means will remain. That will, that which will not remain tomorrow is called Ashwatha, means that which continuously changes. The nature of this world is such that it is constantly undergoing change. That is the one quality of this world which we see. Whatever we experience, whatever we see in this, as this world, as idam, 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 it constantly changes. Even those things which appear to be stationary, appear to be at one place, those things also change. Our body changes, our mind changes, our intellect changes. The world which we see, the, the Shabda, Sparsha, Rupa, Rasa, Gandha constantly change. So, the world which we have seen uh, today, we will not see it the next moment. Every moment it's a different world. Therefore it is called, uh, rightly it is called Ashwatha, that which will not remain tomorrow. So Ashwatha tree and this entire world is like one tree. See one tree means it is, uh, everything is connected in this world. We may find lot of different uh, parts to a tree. The roots are there, the trunks, the branches, the leaves, the fruit, the flowers. Various parts are there in the tree, but all of them are intimately connected. There is one life principle which connects each and every part of this tree. It is one tree growing as one unit. It is one, as though one organism. 
Similarly, this entire world which Bhagwan uh, depicts here is one large organism, you can say. It's one unit. Every one of us are connected to everyone else. Everything is connected to everything else. Nothing can be separated from this world. Even that mantra, Purnamada, Purnamidam, that that is complete, that Supreme is complete, and the expression of that Supreme as this world is also complete. It cannot be made into little parts. Everything is connected to everything else. So as it is said in the uh, very beautiful statement in English, that you cannot pluck a flower without disturbing the distant star. That even the star is connected to the flower in your garden. In fact, our body, all the material in the body, has also come from the distant stars. So, Urdhva Moolam Adashakam is a beautiful tree. It has got its root up above. Root above means up when we say we always uh, indicate something higher, something superior, something subtler, something more divine. So here when it is said up, it indicates the supreme reality. The supreme reality is the very root, is the very up of this tree, from which the entire tree has come. Just as from the ground we have the tree coming up, similarly here we have the supreme reality from which the entire world has come up, come down you can say. Just as we sometimes depict our family tree also, so we have our ancestors, then we say that oh, he had two sons, then those sons had some five sons, and then they married and their children, and their children. So it also is depicted as an inverted tree. Similarly, here also the whole world, vast cosmos, is like an inverted tree with God or that supreme Brahma as up, as the root or even above the root from where the entire cosmos has come into being. In the Upanishads also it is mentioned that, that Brahma is indicated as Janmadhyasya Yataha. It is that from which the entire cosmos has come into being. So that is indicated here by the term Urdhva Mulam. Its roots are above. So above is Brahma. Roots are the power of that Brahma what we call Maya. Maya Shakti is like the roots. So Brahma along with his power of Maya has projected this entire world. That pure consciousness, pure existence, pure bliss with its, with its own power has projected this entire world. So entire world is rooted in Brahma alone. 
the essence of this whole world is Brahma alone. Just as when we go to sleep, we dream, our entire dream is rooted in us. From us only the dream has come into existence. It is sustained by us and again it merges back into us. Similarly, this entire cosmos is propelled or projected by that supreme reality. It is sustained by that supreme and again gets absorbed in that supreme. So, Urdhva Moolam Adhashakam. So, therefore it is indicated that that uh, Brahma is above and from there everything comes down. Adhashakam. It has got various shakhas going down, branches going down. So, there is a trunk and lots of branches are going down. This is a very ancient tree, an eternal tree, avvayam. Avvayam is a indestructible tree. It's a very contradictory term is used here. First it is said it is ashwatha, it is constantly changing. At the same time it is said it is eternal. So it is eternally existing from the beginningless time. There is no beginning to it and there is no end to it. It is eternally existing but constantly changing like the river. River exists for a long time but constantly the river changes. You cannot take bath in the same river twice. By the time you take bath and come out and again go, the water has gone. New set of waters have come. Similarly, this world is constantly changing, but at the same time, it is eternally present. So, therefore, it is called Avayam. Chandamsi Yasya Parnani. There are various leaves on this tree, and these leaves are indicated here as Chandamsi, as the Vedas. See, from the quality of the leaves, we can understand the quality of the tree, the health of the tree, whether the tree is healthy or not. Tree, the leaves also helps the tree to uh, suck in all the juice from the, from the ground. So trees, the tree is sustained by the leaves. So similarly, this whole world is sustained by the Vedas. The Vedas talk about the world. The Vedas talk about dharma and adharma. The Vedas talk about the three gunas. The Vedas talk about the various karma and the karma phala. So by this knowledge, the Vedas as though sustain the tree. By following the Vedas, we are as though sustaining the tree. We can, we can, we can go into various worlds also, taking the help of the Vedas. So Vedas are indicated as, Vedas means knowledge. So knowledge helps to keep the tree going. It sustains the tree. Knowledge of the world sustains the world. Like the dream. What sustains the dream? 
the seeing the dream itself sustains the dream. As long as you see the dream, the dream will continue. When you stop seeing the dream, the dream stops. As long as we see this world, understand this world, know this world, the world continues. And that knowledge of the world is given by the Vedas, the books of knowledge. Therefore the Vedas are indicated here as though they are like the leaves of this tree. So Chandam si yasya parnani Yastam Veda sa Vedavita Bhagavan says one who knows this tree along with its root, one who comprehends this tree, understands this tree, such a person is Vedavita, is the knower of the Vedas. See here Bhagavan has briefly described this tree, but more elaborately the description of the tree is given by Bhagavan Shankaracharyaji when he comments on this uh, similar shloka uh, is found in Kathopanishad. Kathopanishad is a very beautiful Upanishad and many of the shlokas or mantras from the Kathopanishad are there in Bhagavad Gita also. So as though Bhagavad Gita has got its uh, inspiration from this Kathopanishad. So in Kathopanishad there is a mantra talking about this Ashwatha tree. And while while describing that mantra, our Shankaracharyaji in detail describes this tree. So he talks about that root and that above as that supreme reality only. And the root is like that Maya Shakti from where all everything is born, everything emerges. What we call that Prakriti. From that Prakriti itself, everything comes into being. But that Prakriti itself is supported by the Supreme Reality. Again we have the seed, which is also called, is indicated as ignorance. And that seed sprouts and then gives rise to the entire tree. The trunk is depicted as the various uh, subtle bodies of various creatures. I am describing what Bhagavan Shankaracharya has described. So the trunk is indicated as the subtle bodies of various creatures. And the water which we put or water which is needed for the tree are the desires of these creatures. So these desires help the tree to grow. And the various objects of uh, perception, Shabdasparsharuparasagandha, they are like the sprouts, the little little birds and sprouts on this tree. Then the flowers, Bhagwan Shankaracharya says, are like the various deeds which we do like yadnya, dana, tapa, etc. And the taste which we get in this, uh, sometimes these flowers are also very fragrant and tasty. They are like the various experience of happiness. And the fruits which are there on the tree, they are like the sustenance of the various jivas. 
the jivas are sustained by the fruits of this tree. Then there are many many uh, nests on the tree. Birds come and they build their nests. These nests are the various lokas, right from Brahmalok or Satyam, Maha, Janaha, Tapaha. All these lokas are there. Seven lokas above, seven lokas below. Means the worlds of experience are like the nests built by the birds. And the most important, these birds are the jiva. They are the living beings, right from Brahmaji onwards to a tiny little ant. They are like the birds. Hmm. And this, um, see if you understand this Ashwatha tree, people tree, it is, uh, bird also plays a very important role. I don't know whether uh, any botany person is here. So bird, I don't know about people tree, but I think it is applicable to people tree also. The seed is eaten by the bird and then it is uh, excreted and that tree, that seed grows to become the tree. Therefore you find this people tree growing sometimes on the rooftop also. All sorts of places, places you will find people tree growing. You just take the seed and put it, it will not grow. It has to pass through a bird, a living bird. Then it can grow. Many trees are like that, but this people tree is also same. So that seed goes through the bird. It gives its energy and power to that seed as though then it is excreted and it grows to become this tree. And the same bird then builds its nests also. So these nests are the various types of lokas. So this jiva who is actually different from the tree but the material which goes to build our body and make our body is derived from the tree. But the jiva, essential nature of the jiva is same as that urdhva, as that supreme reality. So in a very poetic and a very uh, uh, artistic way, Bhagwan is depicting the whole thing using this, uh, this metaphor of a tree. So birds, they build their nest. So that they can live. Some nests are built up, some are down, and some various ways they build these nests. So, Urdhva Mula Madashakam Ashwatham Prahura Vayam Chandam Siyasya Parnani Yastam Vedas Vedavita. Again, this is called a tree. Another very interesting thing which Bhagwan wants to indicate here a tree is also called Vriksha. Vriksha means that which can be cut. According to the Sanskrit etymology, Vriksha means that which can be cut and it falls down. So though this whole world is depicted as a beautiful tree, this world can be cut. And when we cut this world, we come to recognize that supreme self. 
Cutting the world is a sign of vairagya. Cutting means withdrawing our attention from the world. Not actually go and cut the world. But when we, later on Bhagavan will tell, asanga shastrena dhridena chitva, that when we develop vairagya towards this uh, world, then we will come to recognize that root and that supreme, which is from where the entire tree has come into being. But if we don't have the vairagya, our whole attention will be on the branches, on the leaves, on the fruits, on the flowers, on the various uh, other parts of this tree. So this is also a very important point. So Bhagwan begins this chapter by describing this vast cosmos as a huge tree. Our body is also part of this tree. Our mind is also part of this tree. Intellect is also part of this tree. But I, the self, I, the jiva, the self, is like a bird who is perched on this tree, who builds his nest on this tree, wants his sustenance from this tree, continuously uh, lives in this tree. But when I develop that vairagya, and try to find out this root of this tree, then I will come to recognize my own real self. So, Chandam Siyasya Parnani Yastam Vedasa Vedavita. So, after describing this tree briefly, Bhagavan gives some more details of this tree in the next verse. Adhashchordham prasartastasyasyakhaha Guna pravruddha vishaya pravalaha Adhashchamulanyanusantatani Karmanu bandhini manushya loke Adhashchordhvam prasritastasya shakhaha Bhagavan says, the shakhaha, the branches of this tree are going up and down. Some of them are going down, some of them are going up. Adaha cha, adaha means down. Urdhvam, up. Prasrutaha are spread out. Tasya shakhaha, its branches of this tree. So if you see a tree also, you will find the branches, some branches go straight horizontal as though some go up, some are they turn down. So similarly, here also in this vast cosmic tree, we have branches going up and down. And these up and down going branches are the different life forms. Different life forms. The various yonis we call them. The jivas pass through various yonis. So, these various life forms are like the branches. 
the branches going up are like the deva yoni and all devatas middle uh, human beings and all and below animal birds and sometimes even lower yonis jada yoni hmm? so they are all propelled by the various gunas so sattva gun propels one towards the higher life forms rajogun keeps us in between and tamogun takes us below we have seen this in the 14th chapter also urdhvam gachanti satvasthaha madhe tishthanti rajasaha and below goes the tamasaha so adhascha urdhvam urdhvam prasrutaha tasya shakhaha so the branches are going up and down sometimes we become human beings sometimes we become animals sometimes we become plants sometimes uh, devatas and all these are propelled by the gunas if we are more and more uh, 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 encourage and uh, enhance the sattva gun we get higher yoni but uh, if we encourage the, uh, the tamogun and rajogun we get the lower yonis so countless life forms are there and all these are like the various shakhas so adascha urdhvam cha prasrutaha tasya shakhaha and guna pravruddha vishaya pravalaha this uh, all the shakhas are guna pravruddhaha they are propelled by the gunas and then further bhagwan says vishaya pravalaha vishaya means the objects of perception the sense objects the sense objects are like pravalaha pravala means the bird from that bird only a new branch comes out so these birds are like uh, the vishaya the sense object even in our life we find that we see perceive something then we contemplate on it then we think of acquiring it then we put forth effort to acquire that thing and it starts a new branch in our life sometimes that branch goes down tamasic sometimes it is normal at one level sometimes it takes us up even even those who follow this path of spirituality starts with a little bud you hear about it you read about it somebody tells you about it then you say okay let me try let me go and listen to it bhagavad gita so that is like a that vishaya sense objects and you listen to it then slowly you get interested then you start reading more you start uh, contemplating on it so slowly that branch starts growing a new branch comes out so vishaya pravalaha so the objects of senses are like pravalaha the birds b u d s adascha moolan yanusantatani karmanubandhini manushya loke again bhagwan talks about this manushya lok in the human world there is a speciality and what is the speciality he says that there are secondary roots which comes out see there is one root of the tree the main tap root or whatever it is called and then are there are other secondary roots which come out and those roots also bind very it, uh, it holds on to that earth 
if you look at the tree, the deeper the tree goes, the more uh, taller the tree also grows. If it is stunted, the roots are cut, then you will find, you will get those bonsais and all. Bonsais are made by cutting their roots. You don't have to cut on the top also. Keep cutting their roots, they will not grow. But if you allow the roots to go down, then it grows upwards also very much. And also sideways the roots go and hold on to the earth very strongly. The tree is the most fascinating actually creation of Bhagwan. You see a top heavy tree, but it is firmly rooted. Even with lot of wind and all, it doesn't fall down, except in the capital city where we don't allow the roots to go down and sideways also, then poor tree cannot sustain. But if you just leave the tree alone and let the roots go deep and sideways, it will hold on to that earth with so much of power that nothing can shake it. Our Pujya Gurudev used to describe this very beautifully. He used to say that even if we want to put one pole on the ground, they have to give it so many uh, that uh, huh? support, huh? support to it. But here the tree is standing without any support, and the top heavy, and the trunk, and because it is held very firmly by the roots. So that one main root is there, which is the which is as the, the as I said, it's like Maya, and it's held by that supreme reality. Hmm? So Ishvara and Maya. But each one of us, we have our own roots, our individual vasanas, our individual desires, and these individual desires also hold on to that. Uh, uh, supreme and also it sustains the tree. So the more desires we have, the more powerfully the tree is sustained. The tree grows. Lots of branches, lots of leaves, lots of flowers and fruits come in the tree. So in the Manushya Loka, in human world, because in animal, birds, plant, they just have to exhaust their vasanas, they just exhaust their desires. But as a human being, we have this power to generate more desires and also power to eliminate desires. So if we don't use that, it grows into the secondary roots. So adahacha mulani anusantatani. So below these roots, they grow and these are the desires which leads to more and more karma. So, karmanubandini. Karmanubandini means it leads to more karmas. So, when we have desire, it leads us into action. When we don't have desires, then the actions are, are cut. But when we have desire, it leads a person into more and more action. The more the desires, the more the person becomes active. The variety of desires, then variety of actions are there. So they are like the secondary roots which go from different angles and all and bind, uh, uh, hold on to that earth and sustains the tree. <clears throat> 
स्वदश्च मूलान्युसतानी कर्मानुबंधी मनुष्य लोके सो दिस इज अ ब्यूटिफुल अश्वत्थ ट्री विच भगवान हैज डिस्क्राइब्ड हियर एंड दिस इज मैन फॉर अवर कंटेम्पलेशन ऑल्सो सो वी हैव टू इमेजिन द एंटायर कॉस्मोस एज अ वास्ट यूज ट्री एंड वी आर इन दिस मनुष्य लोक वी आर ऑल्सो आर सिटिंग इन एज दो in one of the our own self created nest and enjoying the fruits of this tree and the tree is sustained but if we want to comprehend our real nature we have to develop that vairagya from this tree and seek its root and when we seek its root we will be able to recognize our own self hmm. so that is what bhagwan now says in the next verse narupamasseh tatho palabhyate nanto na chader na cha sampratishtha ashvatthamenam suvirudhamulam असंग शस्त्रेण दृढ़ेन छिवा नूपमसेह तथोपलभ्य हाँ भगवान से दिस दिस ट्री विच आई हैव डिस्क्राइब्ड वन इज वी डोंट हैव टू गो इन सर्च ऑफ दिस ट्री इन सम फॉरेस्ट एंड ऑल मेनी पीपल दे टेक द होल थिंग वेरी लिटरली एंड ट्राई टू लुक फॉर सच अ ट्री एंड यू फाइंड सच ट्रीज एक्चुअली यू फाइंड सम ट्रीज विच आर इट लुक्स एज दो दे रूट्स आर अब Uh, when, especially when all the leaves and all fall down, it looks like an inverted tree only. But Bhagwan says you won't find this tree, so don't go looking for it. He says na rupam asya iha tatha upalabhyate. The form of this tree is not available for you to see. Means it is not. It constantly changes. and we will not be able to catch hold of this tree before we can catch it already changes bhagwan says you will not be able to find the beginning of this tree you will not be able to find the end of this tree and you will not be able to find the middle portion of this tree na rupam asseha tatha upalabhyate na cha antah na adihi na cha sampratishtha it's like the snake on the rope so when you are not able to see the rope we see the snake but if you want to find out the beginning the middle or the end of the snake we will not be able to find because it is not really there it is not there in fact the most strangest thing about this world is though it is experience we cannot hold on to it we can't we don't know what it is 
we can't find its uh, its uh, nature even science when it tries to understand this world the more it goes into it the more it becomes it seems to be very mysterious in the good old days science thought that if we we can understand the smallest particle of this world we will be able to understand the world so they somehow found out that atom everything is made up of atom then they discovered that atom is also made up of parts and you go into it then that is also made up of parts finally you come to know that all this is something energy only and all these particles are very strange they exist in the most strangest and they show depict the most strange qualities also sometimes the particle exists at two different places at the same time they exist for a short period of time they just appear and then disappear into some other world as though so bhagwan says this is the nature of this world you will not find its beginning you will not find its middle and you will not find its end means only if you try to understand the world itself by itself you will not be able to comprehend it it's like our dream we can experience the dream but if you want to find out the beginning of the dream in the dream the middle of the dream the end of the dream it's not possible you do lot of research in your dream and you will not be able to understand what is this dream so na roopam asya ih tatha upalabhyate na antaha you won't find the end of it na cha adihi the beginning nacha sampratishtha nor its sustenance in the presence present moment so this ashwatthamenam suvirudhamulam this ashwatth vriksha has got firm roots and it is holding on to it very firmly so what is the solution if we want to know the truth if we want to recognize the supreme what is the solution bhagwan says that the solution is asanga shastrena dhidena chitva you have to develop vairagya and cut this tree the symbolic ha huh? not that go out and cut some trees symbolic uh depiction that this tree because uh, the tree the as i said the etymological meaning of the tree is that which can be cut but this cutting has to be done with asanga shastrena with the weapon or the sword or the yeah with the axe of asangata asangata means non attachment with the sword of non attachment having cut the tree then you discover the root that bhagwan will tell in the next verse but here he is talking about developing that vairagya from the tree in order to contemplate and recognize our own self because if that vairagya is not there what is the opposite of vairagya we have desires if the desires are there then they are the roots and those roots will keep sustaining the tree and the, we will be interested in some objects of this world and that will give rise to one more branch and that branch will then have lot of trees which will again sustain lot of leaves which will again sustain that branch then it will give rise to fruits and flowers and all which will again sustain the tree only so 
if vairagya is not there then the tree will continue to live and the jeeva also will continue to uh, hold on to this and the samsara will go on so if one wants to become free of this samsara this is like a samsara vriksha so one wants to become free of this samsara one has to develop that vairagya and cut this tree withdraw one's attention from this tree hmm. so this these are the steps the second step bhagwan will tell in the next verse so first step is to withdraw the attention from this tree from the various uh, objects of our pleasures the various actions when we withdraw our attention then it is like cutting the tree only it's like a person sitting and dreaming imagining the more we give fuel to that imagination the more the imagination will run wild but when we develop vairagya then our attention gets withdrawn and we can wake up some people start hallucinating start seeing things some people get due to fainting and all so what do you do sometimes uh, some hot uh, coffee or tea or something is given to them but more uh, instant uh, thing sometimes one slap is given to them pat <laughs> so what exactly happens with a slap that person comes to the present moment he comes out of that dream world chatke se aa jata hai similarly bhagwan says that if you want to recognize your real nature you have to snap out of this world by developing vairagya asanga shastrena dhidena chitva with a firm resolve with the with the sword of vairagya you cut asunder this tree see vairagya is a uh, various uh, stages of vairagya are there first stage vairagya happens when we see defect when we see some dosha in what we are attached to suppose i am attached to an object even food or some object when we find some defect in it we develop vairagya instantly even attachment to people and all people are very attached to some people then they suddenly find some defect in that person and vairagya happens shaadi ke pehle defect dikhai nahi deta so don't uh, can't do anything about it so that time actually aankhon par parda hai you keep on then seeing all good 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 things in the other person but as after marriage parda aista aista nikal jata hai then everything becomes like defect is seen the way the person walks the way he talks the way he eats kaise khata hai pachak 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 
शादी के पहले वेन दे गो टू इट फेलो शोज द बेस्ट ऑफ दिस बिहेवियर ईटिंग लिटिल लिटिल थोड़ा सा लेके करके बट शादी के बाद पूरे आप करके सो ऑल द डिफेक्ट आर सीन एंड वेन यू सी द डिफेक्ट इन इंस्टेंट वैराग्य हैपन्स वैराग्य इज वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग यू द माइंड गेट्स विदड्रॉन instantly when you see a defect if you don't believe then you go to your favorite restaurant and then visit the kitchen <laughs> meet the head cook who is sitting there in banyan <laughs> because all kitchen they are very warm and hot and all anyway so vairagya will take place so that is one way of developing vairagya by seeing the defect dosha drishtya mohur mohu shankara charges by having dosha drishti pratipaksha bhavana but this uh, this type of vairagya is uh, selective like one develops vairagya at one for one object you withdraw but then once you withdraw you get attached to another object so this type of vairagya is not very uh, of a higher type and it's not uh, very effective also and generally people have this type of vairagya they develop dislike for one thing but develop great attachment to something else withdraw from one thing and get attached to something else a higher type and a more sustainable type of vairagya is uh, attained when we do the sat asat vivek when we discriminate and understand what is real and what is not real and where lies the happiness and where lies the sorrow where is no happiness and where is happiness when we discriminate and understand that what is real and unreal the real is the self the real is that uh, consciousness and other than that everything is unreal everything is illusory everything is changing when this understanding take place at a deep level when we understand it then that vairagya take place towards that which is unreal that vairagya is sustainable and a higher type of vairagya atman atma vivek sata sat vivek gives rise to this vairagya therefore in the qualification required for a person to walk this path of spirituality is that vivek vairagya so vivek comes first then vairagya vivek vairagya shamadamadi shat sampatti and mumukshutva so vivek is important to gain this vairagya so when we develop that vivek and we gain this vairagya then our attention can shift from this world attention gets shifted from our body from our thoughts from our emotions from our past from our future from our desires from our ambitions from our all thoughts and when that attention shifts from there then that attention 100% can be focused on our own self and when that gets focused on the self one comes to comprehend the self it's like uh, when you are watching a movie in a theater 
the whole attention is on the movie we are not even aware where we are sitting and all total attention is on the movie right? even when we buy those uh, popcorns and all we we are not aware kahan gir raha hai kya ho raha hai whole attention is on the movie then suddenly the interval and all the bright light comes that time we suddenly come to know that all popcorns are fallen on my my dress you become aware of yourself because your attention gets withdrawn from the world outside you become aware of your own self similarly through vairagya when our attention shifts we become intensely aware of our own self so therefore bhagwan says the first step is to gain this vairagya and cut this tree and the second step is mentioned now in the fourth verse he says tatapadam tatparimargitavyam yasmin gatana nivartanti bhuyah तमेव चाद्यं पुरुषं प्रपद्ये यत प्रवृत्ति प्रसृता पुराणी तत पदं तत्परिमागितव्यं अटेंशन फ्रॉम द वर्ल्ड भगवान से तत्पदम परिमागितव्यम इन यू सीख दैट पद दैट स्टेट दैट सुप्रीम रियालिटी वॉट इज दैट सुप्रीम रियाल वॉट इज दैट स्टेट इ सेज यस्मिंग गता नवर्तंति भूय हैविंग एटेन विच यू डोंट कम बैक इन टू दिस संसार हैविंग रियलाइज विच यू डोंट कम बैक टू दिस संसार सो बाय गेनिंग दैट वैराग्य देर आफ्टर वी हैव टू सीक दैट सुप्रीम स्टेट ऑफ अवर ओन सेल्फ हैविंग एटेन विच देर इज नो मोर संसार एंड हाउ टू सीक दैट सुप्रीम स्टेट He says, "You surrender to that supreme state. Tamevacha adhyam purusham prapadde by saying that I surrender to that adi purusha, to that primordial, or to that first person, that supreme self, from whom yatap pravrutti prasrata purani, from whom all the activities." and all this samsara vruksha has come into being the source of this samsara vruksha the source of everything you seek see here again we don't have to go out and look for this root of this tree outside but we have to seek that within our own own self so what it means is by after gaining that vairagya we have to find out 
within ourselves that source from where all the activity emerges. So if you look at yourself, you will find that uh, all the activities, what is the, what is the beginning of an activity? Suppose you perform an action, what is preceded by it? What goes before that action? Before that action comes the thought, the desire to perform that action. No action can be performed without having the desire or thought to perform that action. So thought precedes all actions. Hmm. So we want to find the source of all activity. So find out what is the source of all your activities is the thoughts. Then again if we pay attention to the thoughts, we will find that all thoughts they emerge from the I thought. If we follow the teachings of Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi, he says that all the thoughts, they proceed from the I thought. I am. Only when you know that you are, then all the other thoughts emerge from you. So once having comprehended that I am, you find out the very source, the very root of that I am also. And when we find that root, we will be able to recognize or be established in our own self. The very source of this entire creation. From where all the activities has come into being. So this fourth verse gives us the path towards the Supreme. So the first three verses, the first verse, this first two verses describe the world, the samsara vruksha. Then the third and the fourth verse gives the the path towards the supreme state of enlightenment. So third verse talks about vairagya, and fourth verse talks about inquiry, self inquiry, and surrender. Both these are indicated here. So tat. Padam tatap padam tat parimargitavyam. This is the path of inquiry. And how we should have that inquiry? Tamevacha adhyam purusham prapadde. By having that sense of surrender towards this supreme purusha. That is our own supreme self. So having gained that vairagya towards this world, we have to seek our own source. So whatever I see, hear, taste, touch, whatever I feel, whatever I think is all this world. So find out the source of it. And the source of it is that I am awareness. I am consciousness. So when we focus our attention on that and we surrender completely to that I amness, it will lead us to our own supreme state of being. So, tameva cha adhyam, tameva, tameva cha adhyam purusham prapadde, yatap pravritti prasruta purani. So, in the purani, in the beginning, all this pravritti has come from that source only. So, again we go back to that source. Our spiritual journey is going back to our own source. When we go away from our source, the samsara begins. 
when we go back to our source, we reach the state of enlightenment. And in order to reach that state of enlightenment, the important quality which is required is Vairagya. So through Vairagya, we cut asunder this world, we draw our attention from this world and go back to our own source, our own self. So let us practice and we'll continue tomorrow. But now we will practice what we have learnt. So keep your books, pen, everything, mobile and all down. And close your eyes.